Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Easygoing Podcast with your hosts, Rylan. Wow. <laughs> Juan Marcel and Rylan, or yes. Rylan and Juan Marcel, if you want to go first. <laughs> Hope everybody's week has been fantastic. Yes. Ours has been exactly what we needed it to be. Yes, it has. Let's just get right into the weekly update. As most of you listening will know, we did not post on YouTube this week for the first time in almost two years of us being on YouTube. Insane. Yeah, it felt super weird. But it was much needed. Yeah. If you listened to last week's episode, you know that we were dealing with a lot. We had a lot on our plate. Yeah. Trying to focus on this move to Milan. We had a car accident. Mm -hmm. We were trying to pack and see our family, all that stuff. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, definitely go check that one out. But bottom line is we just needed the break. So we took it. And man, it makes a world of a difference, doesn't it? I think that the break was meant to happen because once we decided that, everything turned around. (laughs) Yeah, true. We had good luck with everything. So it it was really honestly a sign. (laughs) that it was meant to be sometimes you just need to listen to your body yeah and when you do good things happen Mm -hmm. that's what i learned from this week so basically first of all the creative block has completely been removed oh yeah we are like bursting at the seams Mm -hmm. just ready to start filming again so excited we're just like so excited to get back on it we also canceled a brand deal last week or so we thought we reached out to them and told them what was going on and we said we're very sorry we've never skipped an upload on youtube and this is not us but Mm -hmm. hopefully you can understand and we did not expect them to be as understanding and cooperative as they were they got back to us the day after and they said hey no worries at all this happens we understand let's push the submission date for you and if you can get it done by then great if not we understand as well i'm like what the heck i know i knew i knew that would happen Brands are freaking waking up. They know mental health is a thing that they need to be aware of. Yeah. And I love that. Also, last week, if you heard that podcast, I totaled my car. (laughs) Yeah, she got in a bad car accident. Yes. And as of today, my insurance settled the claim, which basically means since the crash wasn't my fault, they're going to send me money for the totaled car. They sent what's called an appraiser to go look at the car and like look at the market and where it's at now yeah. and see like what kind of price would this person get for the mm-hmm. car that's totaled. And they came up with the same exact amount to the dollar pretty much that we had listed it for online. And we were thinking the whole time like, oh, the insurance is going to yeah. be cheap. They literally replaced the exact value of it as if you were going to try and buy the same exact car on the used yeah. market today. So basically we should be appraisal people. <laughs> oh yeah we're real good at we're it we're really good at it clearly <laughs> yeah but it was really cool to just see how once we let go of that stress of like we were going to sell it oh it was going to be this thing yeah. oh, and we just let go of the loss it just came right back yeah besides that the move to milan we literally leave in an hour and a half yeah to the airport we have everything settled we did our covid tests we're all packed, ready to go. And we just like, it's kind of surreal. Like yeah. everything just flew by. Like we look back and we've been 
back home in Arizona for like five or six weeks, which was another reason we really needed the break last week because this past week we spent so much more time with our families Mm -hmm. and we really needed that. Oh, yeah. Because we don't know exactly when we're going to be back to see them. We never, I mean, especially this time around, we have no idea if we'll ever be back like in Arizona to live again, you know what I mean? So Yeah, my mom listening to this right now. I know. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, obviously we'll be back and like... We'll hang out. Don't try to backtrack now. (laughs) You said what you said. But yeah, this week was honestly amazing. And we just wanted to kind of update you guys on that to let it be maybe a lesson for you or a sign for you. If you are going through a rough period of time right now, a rough week, a rough month, you feel a lot of pressure on you, you feel a lot of stress, anxiety, just take a step back, look into what is it that you quite literally need to be stressing about or whatever the other stuff that's non-essential that you just add on to yourself because we all do it we all add a bunch of stress to ourselves oh yeah take that off take some of that off most times i know you can handle it same with us we can handle all the extra stuff but some weeks you just need to help yourself out Mm -hmm. take that little break hear it from us it made a world of a difference we feel like completely new freaking people today seriously So let's get into today's topic, which is kind of a heavy one. And it comes from one of you guys, Emma. She emailed us to the podcast email. And I love this topic. So let me read the email now. Emma says, Hi, Walmart, Sol, and Ryland. I love your content and I find it incredibly relatable. Something I struggle with is imposter syndrome. And it really helps to hear people talk about dealing with it in their careers and everyday life. I'm about to start a new job and it would really help to hear some advice or lessons you both have learned while in such a high stress industry like modeling. I think you have touched on this before, but I would love to hear about it in more detail because I think so many people deal with it on a daily basis. Please keep doing what you do because it's super helpful. Best, Emma. First of all, so sweet, so well said. Yes. Thank you so much for sending that in. When we got this email, we we're like, that's exactly what we should talk <laughs> about. Like, that was a beautiful topic. We so. definitely deal with this all the time. So, yeah. And just like you said, I feel like most people definitely deal with this at some point in their lives. And so, you're not alone in that. We'll start by saying that. Mm-hmm. And let's just get into our experience with imposter syndrome. So firstly, we want to clarify what imposter syndrome actually by definition means. And that is the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills. And then under that, it says people suffering from imposter syndrome may be at increased risk of anxiety, which is very true. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That is me all the way. (laughs) (laughs) For me personally, I definitely started feeling this a lot when I first got into modeling. And, you know, I've always been like on the outside, pretty secure and confident seeming. But internally, I definitely face a lot of self-doubt and I'm a perfectionist and I just put a lot of pressure on myself. This is kind of toxic because... I feel like I'm always chasing some different version of myself and Mm -hmm. like never really stopping and looking around like what I am currently and which is like so important to stop and like look around (laughs) and realize what you have done yeah and just acknowledge yeah how much you've grown who you are today versus yesterday what you've done Mm -hmm. and be proud of yourself grateful yeah 
modeling is sort of the perfect career for breeding imposter syndrome. I mean, I agree. Everyone who isn't directly in the modeling industry kind of looks at you and is like, oh, you're so lucky and it's a dream job and everything is perfect and easy. And And you're getting free clothes and you're making a lot of money just for taking pictures, which is is not not the case. (laughs) Yeah. And so that kind of adds to it a little bit because you're like looking at what people's perception of what you're doing is versus like how you feel during it. And you're like, why do I not feel like this is super easy or this is like this amazing magical thing sometimes? Like, Yeah. But then you also want to, in a way, in a, like a toxic way, <laughs> you want to live up to other people's perception of it. Mm-hmm. At least I felt like I was like, oh yeah, it is a dream job and you get to do all these things. Like you kind of want to feel that way. But then yeah. it also when you're in it, feels even worse because you're like oh it's really not that way (laughs) yeah and it's weird because just like you said i I feel like everybody who's in it is kind of like playing into that as well they are all trying to act like that super confident have it all figured out we're doing this dream and they're all chasing the same goals as you and you if you're dealing with imposter syndrome or you have some insecurity or things like that you're kind of looking around at everybody else going am i the only one that feels this way why don't I have it all figured out like these people? Why don't I just have this like internal compass guiding me towards my goals like they do? And you start to be a lot more prone to like comparison. Oh, yeah. So I just started like looking around at everybody in the rooms that I was yeah. in or at the castings or in my agency and being like, oh, they've got a cooler look than me or they've got a better agency or... Or you like take their feeling about it and you're like, oh, it's because they have this and I yeah. don't have this. Yes. Like, and you're kind of like, they feel so confident because they have this thing and like, I don't have that and I will never have that. So like what do I do? You know? Yeah. It makes it hard to feel like you really belong in the room, you belong in the industry or anything like that. And what this does is it really, it made me accept lesser treatment and more disrespect. Yeah. Because I genuinely felt internally like I was lower than a lot of the people around me or. Oh, yeah. exactly that's that's the same for me like when agencies were to trigger warning but if agencies were to measure me and say something about my weight or body i would be like oh okay i'll go home and i'll fix it everything will be fine you know like i'm so quick to just like accept that disrespect sorry (laughs) that pisses me off so so disrespectful and like you kind of just like this is normal and what we're talking about is obviously more tailored towards modeling because that's like our experience but this applies to anyone in any industry and there's obviously differences between what your experience will be and what our experience will be but you know if you're entering a new college a new career or even just like starting at a new gym or workout class you know you can deal with imposter syndrome and like so many more people are dealing with that than you'd imagine. I'm I sure feel like everybody <laughs> has yeah. dealt. I mean, I think I genuinely have talked to so many people that have dealt with that before. Yeah. And that's why we really wanted to cover this today. So how do we deal with this? So the first thing that helped me overcome imposter syndrome was actually like realizing that nearly everyone that I spoke to about these feelings also felt the same way or had dealt with it before. I feel like that's a huge tip to anyone dealing with this is like, 
talk to people about it. You would be surprised. The people who you think are like super confident, just like yeah. effortless people, just in your, wherever you are in your career, in your gym, whatever. They're deeply insecure too. I guarantee it, honestly. Like, yeah, not, I, maybe not deeply, but they have their insecurities too. You I know? just mean deeply as in like somewhere deep down inside yeah, they deal with insecurities. Exactly, like exactly. everyone has them. Yeah. I believe genuinely everybody has insecurities. And I it's think, what makes you human, <laughs> yeah, you know? This is just to say like, this is normal. The, these feelings that you have, it's normal. Yeah. And when you realize this, you start to feel some of that pressure come off because instead of looking at everyone else in the room mm -hmm. and feeling like, oh, they have it all figured out and I'm the only one that doesn't feel that way yeah. and I'm out of place, you realize that you are all feeling these things yeah. and you're all in the room just trying to figure everything yeah. out. And that goes for anybody. Maybe you're in a class and you're like, everybody around me seems to really be understanding this and I don't. Yeah. Do I belong in the major that I'm in? I felt that too. Yeah. When I was in college, um, when I was taking physics and I was like, I feel like the teacher speaking another language. <laughs> and I was like, I talked to some of my friends in the class and they were like, oh yeah, dude, I am going to fail. I don't know what the hell's going on. So I was going to do a really stupid joke and say that was me in Spanish, but my teacher was speaking another different language. Wow. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> That was so stupid. I'm glad you still went for it. Yeah, maybe. I just decided it was funny enough. <laughs> <laughs> so the second thing that helped me overcome imposter syndrome was time. Mm -hmm. And that's what we have to realize sometimes. I feel like we're all in such a rush to just have everything figured out immediately. Yeah. All the time. Like we're trained to be that way. Yeah. Because like you're in high school and then all of a sudden, you know, you're doing your thing or whatever. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, where are you going to college? Yeah. What are you doing for the rest of your they life? They throw everything at you at once. <laughs> and like everybody around you is like, oh, I'm going here. I'm going here. I'm going to do this. And you're like, what the fuck? But really everybody is, is scared. <laughs> Everybody's dealing with the same thing as you. They don't know. They're just kind of, this yeah. is just what life is thrown at them. So time will also help you overcome imposter syndrome. At first, when you enter a new school, a new career, a new city, you're, you're definitely going to be more like prone towards feeling out of place or like an imposter because you just haven't had enough time to like yeah. feel like you belong in that room mm -hmm. or figure anything out. So you need to realize this and give yourself a second to just like settle in to your new environment you know, don't expect to just have everything all put together. Yeah. Take a look around and realize where you are and how far you've come and be grateful for the experience that you're having and, and where you are. If yeah. you're in a new career, if you're in a new city, if you're in a new school, like be grateful that you're there. That's something you should be proud of is like, yeah. We are all creatures of comfort. Oh, yeah. We always are going to seek out the most comfortable path subconsciously. All the time. And so for those of you who are breaking this cycle and challenging yourself to try something new and insert yourself into a new situation, you know, you should be proud of yourself. And Emma, the one who sent this email in, you mentioned you're starting a new job. That's something you, yeah, I understand you're feeling these things, but also be very proud of that fact. Mm -hmm. Like. You're trying something new. You're you're yeah. You've put yourself on a path to get to this point and you're yeah. here now. You've made it this far. So looking back for a second and realizing how far you've came and then being present and realizing how amazing it is that you are there. Yep. Is so important. Yep. With time also comes experience. Yeah. 
as I became a more experienced model, I had, you know, a bigger body of work to point back to and say like, hey, look at what I've done. Clearly, I belong here in some capacity because I have been doing it and I continue to be doing it. Yeah. And sometimes you just need to reassure yourself. Mm -hmm. So having that is so nice. (laughs) I mean, as humans, we always need reassurance with everything, with love, with work. We love to be reassured. So having that to look back on and being like, okay, yeah, you know what? I do belong here. I do. So that's what I'm saying. Like time will also give you that. You'll be able to look back on, okay, I've been at this school for, you know, three months now and I'm still here. Mm -hmm. So clearly I belong here. I wouldn't, you know, still be here. Yeah. (laughs) If I just was completely an alien here. Yeah. The third thing that helped me overcome imposter syndrome was working on my self-image. And uh, this is not just like an external thing. It's just about feeling better and more confident internally with who you are, just being secure in yourself, you know, because when you go through life feeling lower than those around you, or like an incomplete version of yourself, you are definitely more prone again towards imposter syndrome. For me, I really focused on doing things for myself that made me feel more positive about myself. So I began to dive deeper into like health and wellness, not just for external benefits, but mostly for the internal. Yeah. When I felt more confident about the work I had been doing on myself in the gym or the food I was feeding my body, Mm -hmm. I felt more at ease amongst other models and stuff because I just felt myself stop comparing yeah you were more focused on yourself and your health and not what other people were thinking about you like for me once I found the balance with health and wellness which before it was more toxic for me but once I found that balance is when I did feel a lot more secure in myself Mm -hmm. and I felt a lot more safe in my body and I wasn't constantly like scared or worried or anxious I was just more like you know what this is me this is how I need to be to feel good (laughs) exactly we're all different we all have different needs we don't all have the same body type the same mentality the same mental health space so don't force it so don't look at others and be like oh they're this and I'm this like we don't know what everybody's dealing with so once you feel more confident with yourself and what you're doing for yourself to feel better that will kind of remove that mentality Mm -hmm. that would have you looking around and comparing yourself to others in the first place fourth thing that helped me with this was surrounding myself with people who uplift me encourage me and like inspire me you know Mm -hmm. i think that we don't realize sometimes how the people around us are like dragging us down or affecting us yeah and sometimes the people around you are also in a place of like insecurity or feeling inadequate or unsure of themselves to add to that i think like people who feel really insecure tend to put on this thing of like overconfidentness and then they start to be like oh well i'm doing this and i'm really good at this and i'm like that's how i felt in the industry Mm. too with other girls like they're always like comparing their jobs their work their looks their weight and then all of a sudden you're just like oh they're right like you know some people will react that way like you're saying they'll just outwardly start 
putting themselves up higher above you. And that's one way some people are who, who are dealing with this. Yeah. Some people will do the opposite, which is they will kind of like underplay what you're doing mm -hmm. and kind of be more jealous oh, yeah. and discouraging. Yeah. They downplay your accomplishments. They yeah. don't share your excitement with you and you share. They don't give you as much excitement as you expect. Yeah. As a friend, think about how you are. When your friend who you genuinely love and, and you're in a good place comes to you with something that they're excited and passionate about, don't you like, don't you get love. excited? Yeah. You're just like, oh my God, that's amazing. Tell me more about it. Like, I'm so happy for you. Sometimes when we are in a bad place, maybe even subconsciously, yeah. We don't share that excitement because we start, oh, yeah. we take it in as like, I'm not doing enough. Mm -hmm. I've done not. this before to many people, which mm -hmm. is so sad, but it it's human. <laughs> it is human. And we, we do it. We have egos and it happens. So This doesn't mean that you need to cut off those people entirely. You know, sometimes that that's just a phase. I've definitely been around people who that's like just them though. Mm -hmm. And you do need to see the difference between that. Yeah. Different friends serve different roles in your life. Mm -hmm. I definitely have friends like within the modeling industry who I met because they just genuinely like inspired me. That's how I connected with them. That was their purpose in my life at that moment. And then it grew from there. But there will be people who maybe you cross paths with who you're all of a sudden like, wow, their energy is very contagious. So when you surround yourself with that like uplifting and contagious energy, you start to like feel more excited about life and more excited about yourself and your own potential. Yeah. So the fifth and final thing that helped to overcome imposter syndrome was battling my perfectionism. And I think a lot of us with imposter syndrome deal with being a perfectionist, at least in regards to this specific part of your life. Yeah. Perfectionism is a gift and a curse at the same time. It's a gift because it keeps you humble. You know, it keeps you striving towards being a better version of yourself or doing better in whatever thing it is that you are pursuing at the moment. But it's also a curse because the more that you feed into it, the more insecure it makes you, the more anxious you become. We have to face it. We will never be perfect. We are human. And this is a huge fuel source for imposter syndrome to keep growing. But I will say that you, Rylan, actually helped me a lot with this because, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Because you made me realize that I am so hard on myself, like so much more than I need to be. Yeah. And that I have so much to be proud of mm -hmm. internally. And I think sometimes we, not sometimes, we are, as people, I believe, our own worst critics. For me, it took like the true love that I have for Rylan to like let my guard down and hear what she was saying and like accept her love for me and you know what she would say about me that I'm doing good everything you stop beating yourself up like yeah. you're doing good enough you are good enough you belong you yeah. um sadly I couldn't give that to myself I just hope that maybe talking about this um I can extend that to you maybe yeah. listening you know we are all so hard on ourselves and life is hard enough as it is yeah why are we adding on to it for mm -hmm. ourselves you know look around at your life and really take in how far you've come yeah life is so freaking hard <laughs> and so many things are constantly working against you and yet here you are exactly you do deserve to be wherever you are you deserve to be in that room with those people yeah you deserve respect mm -hmm. you deserve love you deserve success you deserve the city that you're in <laughs> you deserve the college that you're in the new job you're in emma 
Mm-hmm. You deserve that freaking job. Seriously. Now go kill that. Exactly. You know, we love you guys so much. And I hope that maybe our words reached you a little bit today. Yeah. And by the way, I do want to say, like, obviously we're not therapists, but we're just giving mm-hmm. our best advice from what we have learned based off of our own life experience, you know. So mm-hmm. take that as you will. And yeah. Thank you again, Emma, for the beautiful email. Yes, thank you. We love you. If you guys ever want to submit topics, questions, or just say hi, be sure to email us at easygoingpod at gmail.com. We will also write that in the show notes. Also on Spotify, we always put a Q&A prompt down below uh, where you're listening, and you can submit things through that, and we'll, we always check them out. We always read them. Also, last week... We were under 70 five-star reviews, if you remember we said at the end of the episode. Yes. We asked you guys to submit some more so mm-hmm. that we could get closer to our goal of 100 five-star reviews. And today, I just checked, and we are at 82 reviews, wow. which is insane. Wow. You guys are incredible. We're so grateful. It really does help us to like keep on growing as a podcast, and we love this. We love doing this, and we really want it to grow and reach as many people as we possibly can. Anyways, we love you guys. We will talk to you next week and we will be coming from Milan, Italy. So get excited for the next vlog too. Yeah, we have a freaking (laughs) plane to catch though. So we got to get going. All right. Love you guys. See you next week. Bye.